Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of A Voluntary View. We've got two very special guests today. They're going to be talking to us about Pirate Coin, a privacy-focused cryptocurrency. I've got Drath, who is a captain on the Pirate Chain, and I've got Luna, one of his first mates. Welcome to the show. Uh, you might want to start that over, by the way. Oh. Um, Pirate Coin is actually something completely different. What? There's actually a pirate coin that's out there. Yeah. Okay, so wait, wait. All right. So wait, there's the pirate. Well, now you got to start. You got to explain. We're already recording, so we may as well go with it. So there's the pirate yeah. chain, and there's this pirate coin. Yeah, so, pirate coin so. is some old project that had nothing to do with us. And I don't know. They're not. It's not even a privacy coin. So. Oh, Pugh. all right. So forget that. No pirate coin. We're talking about the pirate chain. Correct. All right, all right. So then tell me, Drath, what's so cool about the Pirate Chain? So Pirate Chain is the first completely anonymous uh, utilizing ZK Snarks chain, meaning it's using some awesome technology called zero-knowledge proofs, right? Mm -hmm. So basically it's a mathematical way to prove that something is true without actually showing said thing, right? It's some awesome technology. That sounds complicated. Oh, it's very, it's way over my head. So, <laughs> hmm. But essentially, the cool thing about it is that there's no balances shown. There's no um, addresses shown. There's no um, transaction history shown at all on the block explorer. So in other words, if I make a transaction with you, nobody hmm. else knows that happened. They know that something happened on the network. They don't know what happened with who or what amount, nothing. Hmm. So then does does the computer itself know? It, does it keep track somehow? Well, the chain does. And the basically you would need something called viewing keys to be able to see that transaction. Everything is encrypted with military-grade encryption. Hmm. So there's no way for somebody to actually view that transaction unless you give them permission to view it. Hmm. So the coins themselves are encrypted or the, so the, um, everything is encrypted then the currency and the records of the transactions. Yep. So then how is this different from Bitcoin? Because most people, they've heard of Bitcoin, cryptocurrency, okay, electronic money, that's fine. But how is it significantly different from the Bitcoin, which is the most well-known? So here's the problem with Bitcoin. With Bitcoin, while it's censorship resistant to where you're not restricted on who you can send funds to or where you can send them to, the problem is is that everything is transparent, right? What that means is all of your transactions that you make, all of your balances that you've had or everything that you sent or received can be viewed by everybody, right? So for example, If in your case, if you wanted to make a donation to somebody, right, and say uh, one particular government doesn't want donations going to that particular group for some reason, right, could be even so like a valley, like a uh, a noble goal or a noble cause, Mm -hmm. right? They can see that if they know that that's your wallet, they can see that you're donating to that cause and how much you're donating and how much Bitcoin you have. You know, and even taking uh, taking that aside, 
if there's a nefarious actor that knows you have that wallet, now they know how much you have, and that puts a target on your back. Mm. Because you can be extorted for that money, you can be held at ransom or whatever, because they know you have the money. Mm. Whereas with something like Pirate Chain, nobody knows anything, right? Nobody knows how much you have, who you gave money to, who received money to, and so forth. And the other problem with Bitcoin is, say you're completely innocent and everything, but down the chain, like some nefarious actors sent some funds to somebody else, and then, you know, you ended up down the line receiving some of those funds, having nothing to do with them. Now you're linked to them, right? It's all about fungibility. Hmm. Interesting. So the when it comes to Bitcoin, the cryptocurrency itself can only be controlled and accessed with the correct codes, but all of the transaction history and balances is open for anyone to see. Got that right? Correct. Okay. Yep. But not so with the pirate chain. That is correct. Okay. So even if, like, say, for example, you can write memos in the uh, memo field within a transaction. So if you wanted to send somebody a message on pirate chain, you could do that, and still nobody would know what that message is or a message was sent. Hmm. So you can actually converse technically with pirate chain utilizing memos without anybody else knowing. That's interesting. Do you, can you only do that if you send some cryptocurrency to another person or can you just send a message? So it would actually cost a, uh, a um, transaction fee. And that's like 0.0001 R. So it's less than a penny, way less than a penny. Nice. So then the actual name of the currency, the token is R? Yeah, so the, the coin's ticker is R, A triple R, <laughs> but the project name is Pirate Chain. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. So that's the the token itself. Now, what I know that all of the cryptocurrencies are down right now. They've all taken a hit in uh, the market, Bitcoin and Monero, all of it. So what what is the, the pirate coin currently trading at relative to uh, fiat? So pirate chain as of right now is trading at about uh, 69 cents, I think. Hmm. So the entire market's in a bear market currently. So um, And plus what happened with uh, Luna, definitely didn't help the market either so no what happened what happened with luna um long story short (laughs) they that's there's the project and then there's their stable coin which was pegged to a dollar and then recently it got de-pegged so it was literally worth 80 cents and then started going down to 50 cents and so that caused a big panic and started flooding the um that whole algorithm and then it just completely crashed the entire that entire project because uh basically when you withdraw um luna's stable coin uh basically it mints luna so you had a massive inflation of luna which drove it from i think its original high price was about 118 dollars and it's now down to like 0.1 or 0.01 cents Oh, that's mm-hmm. bad. Oh. We're talking about a multi-billion dollar project. <laughs> mm. See, now that that's the thing that kind of 
people are afraid of something like that happening. Oh, I'll I'll get some Bitcoin, I'll get some R, and then you know, the next day, oh, it's only worth a few pennies. Is that just a risk that people have to take, or is there any kind of strategy to avoid those pitfalls? Well, in any um, in any emerging technology, there's going to be tons of fluctuations like that. Crypto is still gaining adoption. It's still finding its footing. And there's all these new technologies being developed that are just completely brand new. So sometimes it's hard to predict exactly what will happen. However, the strategies that I find is if you're an investor type, two things. One, never invest more than you're willing to lose and expect to lose it. Mm, Because if you expect to lose it and you still have it, you're doing good. Right? (laughs) Good point. Yeah. Now, it, the other thing is is called DCA, which is dollar cost averaging. Never just throw all your money in at once. Always, if you're going to buy some every so often, buy some every so often. So if the price goes up or down, now your average entry point is you know stabilizing to the where you know you're insulating yourself from potential hazards. Mm-hmm. You know, like a bear market, for example. Okay. But like I said, if you don't invest more than you're willing to lose, and by that I mean don't invest like your mortgage payments and stuff like that. I've seen stories of that with Luna and some other projects, and it's just you're asking to get into trouble, you know. Yeah, that'd be so. So go into it with you know what you're comfortable with and what won't affect your daily life, Hmm. you know. So if the market goes up, then it's great. But the whole purpose of crypto is to use it, Mm -hmm. right? So in my mind, when it comes to, I mean, the same principles apply, but, you know, what we're trying to do is build an entire network for either donations, like to causes or for actually purchasing goods and services that you would normally use in your daily life, things like that. So, you know, if you're, use buying pirate chain to do that that's even better because that actually helps with adoption hmm. you know the more you use it the more it gets adopted over time that's a good point yeah i've heard people say something like, oh bitcoin it's a store of value but if the point of a currency is to be used and exactly. the more people use it the more likely more people are to accept it yeah. i'd like to do a little plug here um we do have a website that's called armada.com and it's a list of businesses that currently accept pirate chain hmm. and it's yeah. growing every single day yeah, there's over a hundred and something businesses on there now that's pretty good mostly online businesses i'm assuming uh no there's a few businesses that are actual like um there's actually a plastic sur- or a plastic surgery place that uh accepts <laughs> pirate chain wow and there's a couple food stores too uh, a couple restaurants that's really neat yeah <laughs> unexpected for sure yeah, I didn't expect that to come either, but I mean, the guy was a huge fan of Pirate Chain, so. Nice. So I know one of the big things about Bitcoin that I remember, and I'm I'm not an expert by any means, uh, but they say, oh, there's only a certain number of Bitcoins that can ever exist. So after they've all been mined, then there can't be any more. And so it's a, a cap to inflating the currency. Is there any kind of thing like that with the r yes um there's a total supply of 200 million 
And after that has been minted, there's no more available to mine. So it's just whatever is currently in existence. Hmm. So, I mean, there's there's other things like, for example, with uh, Monero, where they have a tail emission. What that means is that after their maximum supply is hit, it actually mints additional coins at a certain percentage every year, right? So while some may think that's actually, you know, a huge drawback, that can be beneficial because it actually keeps it closer to that maximum supply. When you think about people who lose their wallets or, you know, things that happen in someone's life and say somebody passes away and then they never gave anyone their uh, wallet passwords or whatever, mm-hmm. and that's just stuck, you know. But, right. you know, you also have the risk of just going, you know, completely over your maximum supply over time. Mm-hmm. But just like with Bitcoin right now, I think it was some a decent percentage of them is just lost coins. So while you have that max supply of 21 million, it's actually by the time it actually hits that, it'll probably be a lot less that's actually circulating because there's a lot of lost coins. Right. Huh. Interesting. And think about things like that. Uh, sunken treasure, we could call it. Keep it there you go. Theme. Yeah. yeah. That's why I see people going dumpster diving for hard drives and such. Cause you never know. Oh, interesting. Well, okay. So the pirate uh, chain and the R coin, it sounds pretty cool. How would I go about getting it? I'll, I'll be honest. I already downloaded a pirate wallet onto mm-hmm. my phone, but there's nothing in it. I don't know how to, how to get any of the R. Yeah, so there's a few things you can do. Um, one is obviously, you know, buy some uh, pirate chain from an exchange using, say, Bitcoin or Monero or some other currency that's tradable with it. Um, another way is to, if you just want to get just a uh, just a tiny bit, just to you know mess around with it, you can uh, join our Discord and, and just use the faucet. And then, you know, that just releases, I think, like maybe 0.001R or something like that, just to mess around with. And uh, you can just withdraw that to your mobile wallet, and then there you go. Or, you know, you can trade some goods or services for R. You know, there was uh, actually one time where I sold a couple miners for R, you know, Hmm. and things like that. So there's a lot of different ways you can do it. I mean, it's just like a... Just think of it like a currency, right? So if you want to sell something or you want to um, sell a service or whatnot, you can just say, hey, I'm selling this or I'm offering this. And in exchange, I'd like some more. Hmm. You know, then you'll find several people or more that will just well, want to do that because they know it's a currency and they want to spend it. Right. right. So also on our website, it's pirate.black. And the community has provided some really awesome video tutorials on there. Hmm. Handy. Now, is is the pirate wallet the only kind of wallet that currently exists for the pirate chain? So there's the mobile wallet, which is what you're using. Yeah. Uh, we have an iOS wallet that was released recently. Uh, then there's obviously desktop wallets, uh, whether it's a full node wallet or a light, light wallet. Uh, difference being is that the full node wallet actually downloads the entire chain to your computer, so you're actually a node, versus the light wallet, which is just downloading the headers and you know uh, this and you're communicating with other nodes. Mm-hmm. But um, there are 
a couple multi-coin wallets that I can't talk about who they are yet because it's not announced yet technically <laughs> but um there's several multi-coin wallets that we'll be in that'll expand our presence in different areas so we have like say and this is not one of them but for example like jack's wallet jack's is a multi-coin wallet where you can store bitcoin ethereum and tons of other currencies and it's something like that to where we'll be added to there so that instead of having just one wallet per coin you can have a multi-coin wallet and will be in one of those. Hmm, that's exciting. At, at the very least, more people are going to be able to find it and purchase it then. Yep. Very cool. And you mentioned a, a Discord server. Where Where is that located? Yeah, so if you go onto our website, parrot.black, mm-hmm. you can scroll towards the bottom. You'll see like this massive section of all of our socials. We're on like, 30 different places and one of which is discord so you can just click on that link and then hop right in yeah nice very cool like i like the sound of getting just a tiny little bit 0.001 or whatever just to uh just to see what it's all about yeah i mean uh if you let me know when you're on there i'll send you a little bit so (laughs) cool thanks now i it's clear it's clear that you guys already believe in the pirate chain and in the r what what do you think is the biggest selling point when talking to other people about it to get them to use it for me it's just talking about privacy in general mm-hmm. i mean your everyone's privacy is eroding daily mm-hmm. whether it's new laws or just new things that come out like for example uh this is one of the examples i like to use actually you go to a supermarket for example right and you go to, you pick up a bunch of items and then you notice on the signs it says, oh, with your MVP card or your store specific um, rewards card, right? Doesn't cost you anything to get, it's completely free, but it gives you somehow a discount on those items. Mm-hmm. So when you think about it, why are they giving you a discount for having this card? Oh, they're actually tracking everything that you buy, when you buy it, how much you buy. And then they target all these ads to you. So they know a lot about you that you don't realize, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. On top of that, there's, uh, there's actually been a case for Target where they're able to predict, I think, within 70% whether or not a woman is pregnant just by what she buys. Oh, man. Yeah. And that's just the tip of the iceberg. I mean, there's so many things that people do in their daily lives that just expose their privacy and like things, applications that you use that you don't even think about it, that expose your privacy. Like for example, Netflix or Google, you know, Netflix, they know what you watch, how often you watch all this stuff. Mm -hmm. Google knows probably everything about you already because everyone uses Google pretty much, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. The Google maps, where you're going, when. See, it's, it's by initiating those, little tidbits that creates big sparks in people's minds. Like, wow, I never even realized this or never even thought about it, you know, and just think some nefarious actor can get in somehow and just download all your data, Mm -hmm. you know, from say Google or from some or some other service. So you have to start taking back your privacy. And one way to do that is to use something like, you know, privacy currencies like parachute. So this way, at the very least, 
when you use it, you know nobody knows what you're doing and what who you're transacting with and so forth. What would you say to someone who said, uh, I don't I don't trust all of these these fancy cryptocurrencies. I'm just gonna use cash. That's that's not traceable. Just give them the dollar bills and it's done. Okay, well how are you gonna transact with anybody online or over distances? No, that's a good point. You have to use banks. Mm. Now here's another thing about banks. You go to a bank, you could have, you know, hundred thousand dollars in your bank and you go up there and you're like and in your mind I'm gonna you're gonna go buy a car. You go there and say, oh, I'm going to withdraw 30 grand. What's the first question they're going to ask? Why? Mm-hmm. Well, no, it shouldn't be any of their business. It's your money, right? Mm-hmm. But you know that they're watching everything that you spend. And anybody that taps into your bank account, now they have a complete detailed list of where you spend your money, where you go, how often you spend. And that's, that's very sensitive data. That's happened before, you know? But with privacy currencies like Pyrochain, good luck doing that. <laughs> mm. So then I saw on Twitter a little while ago that uh, Ross Ulbricht is appearing, appealing for uh, clemency to try to get his uh, two life sentences uh, reduced. And of course, he set up the Silk Road website where people could uh, do things that were illegal, such as uh, selling drugs illegal drugs and uh what would you say to people who said oh this this privacy coin could be used for the same thing people might do bad things with it the vast majority of bad things that happen is used with u.s dollars (laughs) i was actually just going to say that too u.s dollars are (laughs) Mm -hmm. yeah i mean the vast majority of drugs and everything is bought with u.s currency so i mean that's not a that's not a legitimate reason for me, anyways. Hmm. That's a good, very good point. <laughs> All right. So it sounds like there's a lot of a lot of pluses to the pirate chain and the R currency. Are there any downsides? The only downside in my mind is that cryptocurrency prices can fluctuate, as you can see. You know, so. You could be one day having, you know, one R and then all of a sudden it's worth, say, $100. And then, or the next day it's worth, you know, 70 cents like it is now, you know. It's, it's an unpredictable market. Um, and that's why, you know, you have to be cautious, just like anything else. So, you know, like you have to be cautious with everything you do. Think about what you're doing and think about things to protect or insulate yourself, right? Mm-hmm. Prime example, you surf the Internet, you should always be using a VPN doesn't matter if you're just visiting normal sites or not, you know, you don't want people tracking your data or, you know, seeing everything that you do. You want, you want to encrypt your data, just like you want to encrypt your money. You want to make sure that nobody's able to see what you're doing because your privacy should be one of your top priorities. Mm-hmm. You got to agree with that. Nobody's business, what you're doing. However, as we know, the government likes to, think that it's their business so what would happen if the government tried to say okay these these privacy coins monero the pirate chain they're being used for too many illegal things they decided so nobody can use them anymore they're illegal would they have any way of actually enforcing that Um, how would they know you're using it (laughs) 
Right. I would like to point out that uh, China has tried to ban Bitcoin multiple times and has failed every single time. And um, being voluntarists, uh, we also know what happens anytime the government tries to ban something. It doesn't really work. It just increases in value. Mm -hmm. it, yeah, it's called the, uh, what was it, the Streisand effect. Mm -hmm. Oh, yes. yes. In increase, at the very least now, everyone will have heard of uh, the pirate chain and Monero and all the other privacy coins. Hmm. Yeah, and keep in mind too that you know while the U.S. is does have a massive impact on economies and things like that, it's not just the U.S. that's using privacy currencies as well. I mean, look at all over Africa, look at all over Asia, all these other places. I mean, it's it's global at this point. Mm -hmm. So. And plus, trying to shut down a specific chain is impossible. So there's no way for any government entity to actually shut down pirate chain hmm. because it's global. It's there's nodes everywhere around the world. So and that's that's the problem. Like with central banks, it's a single entity. You know, if you shut them down, they're gone. Whereas when you put the power in people's hands, you know, and they're completely worldwide. It's like trying to stop ants that are scattered all over your yard. You're going to run around and keep doing it, but more and more are going to pop up eventually. You know? Yeah. About, about the only thing I think they could do would be to try to target people who say that they accept the privacy coins like the pirate chain. But I imagine that would just uh, force it underground and stop people from using it openly. But they wouldn't stop them from using it at all. Exactly. You know, it, there's always going to be people that are going to be using it regardless, you know? So it's a, it's a futile effort to actually try to do something like that. So these privacy coins, like the pirate chain, how do they benefit, uh, for example, charities? Well, I mean, if you want to make say an anonymous donation, right. And you're an average Joe, you don't have lawyers, you don't have, shell corporations, all this other stuff. If you want to make an actual donation, you know, now you can without anybody knowing if you don't want them to know, mm. you know, if you mm -hmm. want to just send funds and plus like, um, I think there was that, uh, that trucker uh, protest. Up yes. in Canada, for example, That's what right? I thought of too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, if you made a donation of a pirate chain, nobody would be the wiser because they would know where it came from. They don't know, you know, all these different addresses that it came from. And even if they knew one of those addresses was you for some crazy reason, they still wouldn't know how much you have, who you transacted with, nothing. Huh. Yeah. But the average Canadians who tried to support with their, their Fiat Canada dollars, they got their bank accounts frozen. Yep. Because the government didn't like what they were doing. It wasn't just bank accounts that got frozen. It was actually a couple of Bitcoin wallets too. Oh, really? So that's that's where R would have come in handy. Is it's they they can't trace you. <laughs> well, the the thing is that by seizing those wallets, what's actually meant is, you know, they if they took the person in and they confiscated their computer, they took the actual private key. Because right? that's the only way you can actually confiscate a wallet. You can't prevent a wallet from sending anything, but if you have the private key to it, now you can, uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? 
uh, basically just take those funds, you know. Mm, so it's essentially stealing. Yeah. Mm. I see. But not possible with the uh, the pirate coin or the pirate chain. Well, they wouldn't know what transactions you've made or anything. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, and that I think that's where it's important, just for everyday people, because people might think, "I I don't need that. I'm I'm not doing anything bad or illegal." But that's what the people who are supporting the truckers thought. It's yeah. See, uh, let me give you an example, right? So, say for example, you donate with Pirate Chain uh, to that trucker protest, right? Now that person who um, cashed out, or you like, yeah, say they cashed out that pirate chain for fiat, right? The uh, any the any entity couldn't trace that back to you, right? They couldn't see that you donate. It's just the people that would draw it to fiat, because, like I said, if they see if they actually, the only way they could actually do that is if they say subpoenaed the company that actually um, gave you the fiat. Because remember that the only people that could see a transaction is the person that sent it and the person that received it. So after you sent it, that person received it, right? Mm -hmm. Once that person sends it to somewhere else to actually get withdrawn, they can't trace that back from him to you, you know? That definitely sounds... Like it's going to get around a lot of things the government tries to pull on people. And not just the government. Uh, there's bad or shady actors all over the place, like you said. Yeah, now, say, uh, I actually had somebody bring this up to me a long time ago. It was actually during an interview. They said, what if they say uh, blacklist uh, wallets or wallet addresses, right? Would that affect it? And if you're on Bitcoin, oh, yeah, of course. Because say a U.S. agency can say, okay, these are now considered restricted wallets to where if any business accepts funds from these wallets, you're in trouble, right? Mm -hmm. Now, say you own one of those wallets, now you can't do anything because it doesn't matter if you send it somewhere else to another Bitcoin wallet that you own because they see that already. They see that at what place. Right, and they'll just trace that. Exactly. With Pirate Chain... They don't see anything. They can't blacklist anything because literally you could just send it to another wallet of yours. Now they don't know that's your wallet. And they don't know on top of that, they don't know what you sent. They have no clue. <laughs> I like that. I like that a lot. I like it so much, in fact, that uh, by the time this comes out, at the beginning of June, VIA is going to be accepting the pirate chain and the R coin. We've got a wallet already set up and we're going to be rolling it out then. So pretty exciting. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. That's great to hear. Mm-hmm. Is this uh, your first cryptocurrency uh, that you're accepting or? No, we do accept Bitcoin. And in fact, you mentioned uh, places in Africa using Bitcoin. Uh, one thing that we do with it is we send it to a village in Sierra Leone and help to support the school kids there so they can have nice. something to eat for lunch. that's awesome yeah so we're looking forward to being able to accept donations in r and to be able to use it to help people yeah i mean that's that's uh that's always been for me personally something that i that i strive to do you know so 
say the crypto market explodes and I have a ridiculous amount of money or whatever, mm-hmm. you need to do things like that. You need to spread it around to help others. Because what's the point of having a ma- like, for example, Bezos, he has ridiculous amounts of money, but he hoards it. And mm-hmm. that's, it seems like it's a pattern with those type of people. They just hoard so much while literally not really giving back anything to the people that help them go up or to places that are struggling, you know, that can't afford schools, for example, to, or to eat, mm-hmm. you know, or for events that are for uh, freedom of speech, you mm-hmm. know, for uh, oppressive regimes or you name it, you know. I mean, there's so many things that people can do to help others around the world. It's just, you know, I love seeing people actually taking action and doing that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it's, I mean, it's his money can do what he wants with it, but there are better things to do. Of course. Yeah. So that's why I love your guys's organization so much is because it's showing that people are voluntarily making the choice to help others. And it's a beautiful thing. I'm so happy that we were able to communicate and work together. Yeah. Me too, Luna. It's, it's going to be great. I know. So we just got uh, a couple minutes left. So final thoughts, Drath, what do you got for us? Final thoughts is take a look, long hard look at your daily life and what you do that potentially exposes your personal information or things like that and try to take back your privacy we're the uh, we're the pirates of privacy we take that stuff back you know so uh check us out at pirate.black check out the armada at a triple r m a d a dot com see all the places that accept pirate chain obviously you guys will be listed there once you have everything up and running and yeah, you know, take back your privacy. Fantastic. Thank you. Luna, any thoughts? Um, just like I'm always saying on Twitter is a hashtag privacy matters and um, you can take your power back just by starting with your privacy. I love it. All right. Privacy pirates. Thank you so much for being on the show today. It's going to be a wonderful partnership with R and the Pirate Chain. So thank you both so much. Yeah, thank you for having us. Thank you so much for watching this video. If you like what we do here, please like, share, subscribe, comment, and go over to our website where you can offer donations, request help, help us help people who are in need voluntarily. And we'll see you next time.